bed. What is up, fellow parentals? How are you doing this wonderful Wednesday? I really hope you've been doing well. I certainly have been myself, as I took a week off. I know, it's unheard of these days. But uh, a break, so to speak. And I posted the update on Instagram the day before. So if you were wondering where last week's episode was and didn't know, then go ahead and give that a follow for future episodes and giveaways. Taking that week off got me thinking. And I also struggled on this one, too, because I was so torn with the idea of not doing an episode. But because of that, here's today's episode. (laughs) And it's giving yourself permission to focus on yourself and your family, as well as five solid examples of how to go about doing that. So backstory from last week. We had the in-laws over. And I don't get to spend that much time with them that often, so I made the conscious decision to take a break. And I've done an episode once a week since we launched the show, which is something that I'm super proud of. And instead of thinking of breaking a streak, so to speak, I reframed it as providing myself with the agency to spend quality time with the family. And... You know, there's only so much time that we're granted after all. So I think that was a positive way of shifting it. Am I sad that uh, I went a week without posting? I think I'm sad that I can't say that I've posted every week now since I started. But I think the pros definitely outweigh that con because that's just a statistic. One of the things that I thought was really interesting that I saw posted online was somebody pointed out the idea of perfect attendance in school and elementary school. And I used to work for a private school promotioning company, and it was interesting to kind of hear the rhetoric and the sales pitches behind going for a private school. And that's sort of what I thought of it as at the time. It's like, okay, it's a business. So obviously you want people to come and and pay to go to this private school. But at the end of the day, and especially now, I think private schools have a lot more to offer than public schools because public schools, this is a dark rabbit hole to go down because uh, teaching also runs in my family. But Uh, Going back to this original idea of perfect attendance and, you know, asking permission to go to the bathroom and getting a hall pass and all that. Well, yeah, it creates order in the classroom, but it also reinforces the idea of you got to be a good little student, a good little worker bee. And that translates over to, you know, you get out of school and then you go to work. And yes, for society to function, you have to put in the work and the time and, you know, also earn a paycheck, but you do have to take care of yourself and you have to realize that you've been conditioned a specific way. So to undo that mentality, there's got to be some work put into it or at least some conscious choices. And again, that's what this episode's about. So this week's episode is about stepping away from it all and enjoying time with yourself and time with your family. Let's get into it with one of my favorite quotes, and it's by Lawrence Stern. In solitude, 
the mind gains strength and learns to lean upon itself. Lawrence Stern. The idea of having time for yourself. It's, it's encouraged and so many people do. Even There's some famous Oscar Wilde quotes. Um, so many out there. Just Google them. You might be inspired to spend more time with yourself. Personally, as a parent-to-be, I know I'm excited and anxious about what's coming down the line. And I actually have two friends who recently had kids, and I want to have them on this show. And there's so many people that I want to have on this show, actually. We'll get there. But back to being a parent-to-be, I'm focused on preparing for that baby, right? But it's important that I also consider how I'll take care of myself, not just the baby, but how I'll take care of myself and maintain a healthy work-life balance. And I mean not just work, putting in the hours and crunching, but also work at home with the family because it, it takes work to make a family function and then also life, like just enjoying life, right? And work can be fun. Don't get me wrong there. If you show kids, and again, kids learn from what they see. If you show kids that chores are bad, oh, big groan, big sigh, they're going to emulate that. They're going to start to think that. But if you make chores fun, like meal prepping, it's fun. It, it really is. My wife and I do it every week, and I'm excited to pass that on, right? Saves time. It's good time together. You throw on some music and just get her done. But for number one, one key aspect of that as a new parent is going to be taking time for myself. And this sounds counterintuitive straight out of the gate. I get that. And, and I might feel like I need to be constantly focused on my child, my kid. And of course, there's going to be a window where that is exactly what I'm going to be doing. My wife and I have already talked about shift work so that we can always be available if something pops up. She's going to be sleeping. I'm going to be awake. I'm going to be awake. She's going to be sleeping. <laughs> That's not how it works. She's going to be awake. I'm going to be sleeping. There we go. And there's going to be overlap. But I think it's important to remember that self-care is essential. I've said this before, and I say this all the time. Uh, it's essential to our well-being, and it's essential to my ability to be present, both for myself and for my family. How? How can I take time for myself while also caring for my family? One strategy, which I've come up with, is to carve out dedicated time each day or week for a personal hobby or activity. It could be anything from reading a book. Uh, it could be woodworking, which I'm slowly getting more and more into. Going for a stroll and people watching without the dog. I can go with the dog, but it, sometimes it's just more peaceful on my own. Whatever it is, I have to make sure it's something that I enjoy and that helps me feel relaxed and rejuvenated. Not what somebody's telling me to do, but what I genuinely enjoy. I think that's that's the key. Don't do what everyone else is doing. Do what you want to do. If that's looking at rocks, do it. If that's counting blades of grass, do it, whatever. Shifting gears during family time. So this is not about you solely. This is about the family time now. It's also important to disconnect from technology and social media. It's a given, but how often do we actually enforce it? It means putting away my phone or my tablet or my computer and focusing on being present with my partner and the rest of my family. If I get a work email, if I get a client contacting me, if I get a phone call, if I can put it off 
or get back to them at a, at a later time, then I'll do that. I should be doing that. If it's if it's a quick thing that I can just answer, I'll consider it. But really, prioritizing that family time and quality time, it it sets really strong guidelines and family values for everybody around you. Both my family and my wife's family, when we were kids, they we we all enforced this and it ensured quality time around the dinner table, for example, sometimes hours of conversation. And I challenge you to think how many families do that, right? So by setting the boundaries around technology right there, right there, there's a good solid way to build the foundations of a family relationship because you start talking and you start building that rapport and it sounds weird, but you have to build rapport with your family consciously because especially in today's technological age, it can so easily just drift away and all of a sudden you're strangers in the same house. And that's kind of scary, don't you think? And when it comes time for kids to push those boundaries, because you know it's going to happen, you push them yourself in your own way, you know you did, I think the best thing would be to have a sit down and talk out logically, openly, emotionally if it needs to the motives behind those house rules and not just say my house my rules if you're living under my house you're gonna live by my rules though I can I I really can see how appealing that phrase is as I get older I'm gonna do my best and my wife's gonna do her best and we're gonna do our best to to have a dialogue with our kids I remember oh gosh who was it Whoopi Goldberg she did an interview of how she parents or how she parented when her daughter was younger. And they had very intellectual conversations at a very early age. It's kind of intimidating and scary because I can also picture, you know, sometimes I just don't articulate my thoughts that well. Sometimes I need a moment. I'm not somebody who can talk right away to a subject. My grandfather was the same way. But imagine your kid being so damn smart and also they're young their brains are firing on all pistons at super mock speed and all of a sudden they talk you in circles and you're buying them a lego set that you didn't intend to just because they logicked you out of it i mean intimidating i think it's great because you know the kid's gonna go far at that point but terrifying too because all of a sudden your agency as a parent is just it's up in the air A third strategy for taking time for ourselves is to, might sound again intimidating, but to enlist the help of family and friends. I shouldn't be afraid to ask for help with childcare or household tasks, right? Yeah, you can, you can hire somebody, but at the same time, you have family and friends around. So ask, and then you can get some time for yourself, for myself, right? People love to help and feel needed. And it's a super way for everyone to win. It's a win-win. Granted, the first time I do it, it may feel awkward. Uh, but as with anything, a groove has to be found. And it's a great way to uh, help build a support system and strengthen relationships with loved ones. I've always said, 100%, 1,000% believe this. It takes a village to raise a kid. And I think the more support you have around you, 
the more invincible they will be in terms of fortitude, not perceived invincibility when kids go off and do some strange things and they break an arm. Um, But I mean true resilience in the world. And this is a note to myself as much as it is to you listening. Remember that taking time for yourself, it's not selfish. It really is not selfish. And you shouldn't feel guilty for doing it. I grew up being a yes man. I grew up trying to please all these people around me. And I'll tell you, it's taken so long to learn and also get rid of that FOMO idea, fear of missing out, that you have to take care of yourself. So here's the definition of selfish. Lacking consideration for others, concerned chiefly with one's own personal profit or pleasure. Wrap your head around that for a moment. Taking care of yourself, it's not selfish. If anything, it's altruistic. And I say that because if you can't take care of yourself, how in the world can you take care of anyone else? Amen? Amen. It's, you got to do it. And I'll keep saying that. It'll, it'll be a common theme popping up throughout all these episodes. Now, once you have yourself settled, it's time to focus on family time. Here are some ideas for how to disconnect and enjoy quality family time together. I got five of them here, or I'll say four and a bonus, or three, because everybody loves threes, and two bonuses. Is that, is that a better sales, sales pitch? I'll give you three tips plus two bonuses versus I got five for you. Whatever, let me know. So the first one, plan a family outing, whether it's a trip to the zoo, a day at the beach, a hike in the woods, or, you know, planning a family outing is a great way to just disconnect and enjoy each other's company. Bonus points, back to bonuses, bonus points if you can go where there's no cell coverage so nobody has an opportunity to be on their phones or just have one phone. Now you got to have your phone for safety. Just, just stay off your phones, leave your phones and other distractions in your pockets. And just have fun and focus on, on that together. Number two, have a family games night. This, by far, it's one of the things that got us through COVID back in the day. Is it still in the day? Whatever. We do this almost religiously. It is something that happens uh, once a week, multiple times a week. Um, you know, one of our go-tos with my wife is cribbage. Uh, one of the go-tos with the family is clue and great movie, by the way, too. So just pick a night each week to play games as a family, whether it's board games, card games. I used to play crazy eights or old maid with my mom all the time. Loved that. Also played that with my grandmother, actually Scrabble. Ooh, Scrabble's really good. Good for vocabulary. And I feel like as I get older, my my vocabulary shrinks. And I probably just haven't played Scrabble in forever. Uh, or even video games. Uh, the Switch. An amazing Nintendo Switch. An amazing um, way to play games together. They're family friendly because that's Nintendo's brand. And, you know, Mario Kart, uh, Mario Party, anything Mario. That's multiplayer. It's... It's a good way to bond, enjoy some quality time together, uh, even D&D, and just, you know, 
uh, have some playful competition, right? Healthy competition. Number three is something that I talked about earlier, and it's <laughs> it's cooking together. Just spending an evening cooking a meal together as a family, uh, meal prepping. Just choose a recipe that everyone can help with and enjoy the process of preparing and sharing a meal. One fun thing that you can do is we watch, oh God, what's it called? It's it's Guy Fieri. Um, there's the random mat. It's, it's like a bracketed. It's so funny. It's so good. So captivating. Every time my wife puts it on, I, I don't have an intent to watch it. And then I'll, I'll do that thing where you walk by and you watch and then you slowly sit down and then you're engrossed in the whole thing being like, Oh, I can't wait. So in that vein, everybody picks an ingredient or two ingredients and you work that into the meal. And then all of a sudden, if you, (laughs) if you had a recipe, maybe you've just created a unique recipe on your own. But it's a fun way to explore. And there's always a way to save a meal if it tastes super bad. And at the end of the day, there's always takeout. And speaking of takeout, number four, take your family out on a vacation. Plan a family vacation where you just completely disconnect from technology and enjoy each other's company for days or weeks. Choose a location, right, that offers activities that everyone will enjoy. And make sure to take plenty of photos and create lasting memories. Memories will be there forever. The photos you'll probably never look at again because we take so so many of them and they just end up in our phones and then one day you see them and you're like, oh yeah, that happened. Bonus number two or tip number five, depending on how you're counting this, is just get outside. Spend time outdoors as a family. Go for a bike ride. Get some bikes, some cheap bikes, some secondhand if, if you want. Take a walk. Um, play in the backyard. Just being in nature can be a great way to disconnect and enjoy each other's company. And, and I know so many people make jokes about this, but honestly, taking off your shoes and going barefoot in the grass is, it just feels so good. And if you haven't done it, cause you think it's weird cause we're so used to wearing socks and shoes, just give it a try. Just non-judgmentally Put your feet on the grass. Take a second. Breathe in. Mm. Feels weird, but in a good way. All in all, remember, the key, and I'm telling myself this as much as I am you, the key to quality family time is just being present and being engaged with everyone that's around you. Leave your phones and whatever distractions, just leave them behind. Focus on making those memories. And if you look at it that way, even though you're in the moment, and if you can think of it as this is a moment that's going to be a memory, it's going to be in the past, and you're enjoying each other's company. One thing that I saw recently was if you're getting frustrated in the moment, and this is if you get frustrated, right? This is obviously everything that I just talked about is focusing on the positive. But in a moment where you get frustrated, think of yourself as an old man, 70 years from now, looking back at this memory this moment now, and that you're only going to get one chance at this, at this memory, this moment. Enjoy it. Come on. I mean, put it into perspective, right? You want to look back at something and be happy. So going back to it, by prioritizing quality family time, you can create a stronger, happier, and more connected family. And you know what? 
I hope you found this episode helpful, informative. Don't forget to follow and all that jazz. I'm wishing you all the very best that the day has to offer you. Big hugs, much love, and I'll see you next Wednesday.